Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses, a gym, online nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no-nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. All right, family and friends and strangers, thank you for joining me again with the Monday Matters podcast. I'm Holly Cochran and I am your host today. And today I am going to be talking about when you want your spouse to get on board with the health train, whatever that is. You want your spouse to eat better, you would like them to exercise more, and it usually, it almost always comes from a really deep-rooted place of love. I listen to people every day wanting to figure out ways to get their spouse to get on board with the health kick that they're currently on themselves. It is so much easier to do the whole swaps for nutrition, adding extra vegetables, changing the amount of times we're eating processed foods, When you are doing that as a team and as a family collectively, it is way easier, I promise you. But it's not always the case. There are a lot of people who are heading out to start creating a healthier lifestyle and change their habits and do some things differently in order to have a better quality of life and they don't have support. I hear it every single day. And so... The question that I get asked is, how do I get my husband to exercise more? Or how do I get my husband to just stop with the everyday meat and potatoes? Like that's all we will ever be able to eat. He just won't eat it if that's not what I'm making. And they're asking me how they're going to get their partner to be completely different. And I don't ever want to say, well, we can't make somebody else do something they don't want to do. Just like they're not going to be able to make you do something you don't want to do. But that's really the answer to that question. And so it's very similar to the whole analogy that the airline uses. You've got to put your own airbag on your face first. You got to look after yourself first. If you don't have that sorted out, there is no point in even trying to help somebody else sort that out. So I guess what I'm saying is, even though you may not be as unhealthy as your partner and not think you need to do the nutrition or the movement or the mindset or the sleep quality. Maybe you don't think you need to do it as bad as your spouse does. So therefore you'll focus on your spouse. But the bottom line is you got to do it yourself first. That is the biggest way to get the people you love and the people who are around you to see the positive benefits of eating well, eating healthy, and exercising. So if you are in a household where you are wanting to get everybody up and moving and eating better, the first thing you need to do is lead by example. I created a little list of five things for you to be mindful of in order for you to be the catalyst for change in your household. And that was number one, lead by example. So if you want your spouse 
to get off the couch and move for 30 minutes because you know they need to increase their cardiovascular. You can tell that they are getting winded faster and faster every day. The best way for that to happen is for you to move for 30 minutes every day. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to join you right away. It might not mean that they're ever going to join you every day, but at least you're going to be doing your thing and leading by example. You want your husband to have a few more vegetables, then make sure there's vegetables on your plate and they're there and an opportunity for everybody to include more vegetables is really, really easy. And I'm using the stereotypical, um, the wife wants the husband to get healthier, but I promise you it's, it goes both ways and easily, um, there are a lot of husbands out there that would like to take this advice and have it work so that they get the their wife feeling more confident and wanting to do the exercise and the nutrition thing. So even though I'm using the um, husband-wife team in this podcast, I am fully aware that it's not always the husbands that need to get a little bit of a butt kick off the couch or to eat another vegetable. So number one was to lead by example. And number two is to speak in positives when you're talking about the changes that you are making. And what I mean by speak in positives is talk about how good you feel after you've gone for a walk, even if you've gone by yourself. Focus on how good you're feeling. So if you ask them to go for a walk and they say no, but you go anyway, don't spend the 30 minutes resentful that you haven't been able to make changes yet and you probably don't think you need to have that 30 minutes of a walk as much as the other person does, but spend that 30 minutes on the positive that it's bringing to your life and how this movement is actually really beneficial to you. And then just talk about how good it feels. Talk about something awesome you saw in nature while you were out for a walk. Make sure that it's not a, that you're not nagging because nobody really wants to be nagged to. And you don't want to say, well, you sure missed out because I don't know if that's necessarily speaking in positives, but just be in a good mood. Be a better person when you get back from your movement or figure out what are some um, healthier variations or swaps that you can talk positively about. Say, you know what? I didn't put sour cream on the potatoes today. I've used Greek yogurt and I'm actually not even noticing a big difference. And I think there's more protein in the Greek yogurt and it's less calories. So I'm definitely doing it again. I might even add some dill next time. If you start talking in positives about what you're doing without, you know, trying to make a big deal about it, these things start to, uh, wear down, if that's the right word, they start to get people thinking that maybe there'd be a reason to try some of this. So number one was lead by example. And number two is speak in positives about the changes that you're making and how they're making you feel without any sort of hint or suggestion that anybody else should be doing it, but always be encouraging and inviting them to join you each and every time just in case that might be the day they think, okay, fine, I'll go for the 30-minute walk with you. The third thing that you can do to support or to help or to encourage your spouse to involve a few extra healthy habits is to notice any of the little things that they might be doing. 
So sometimes people start to take this information and they're processing it and they're trying, but just a little wee bit. So if you ever see them, you know, try that Greek yogurt, just say, Hey, nice work. I think that, uh, it's pretty awesome. If you're going to try out the Greek yogurt, you don't need to make a big deal about it, but if they, if you're noticing that they're trying, then sometimes that is just the little bit of extra push that they might need to say, okay, this is an important thing for them. If, if I'm wanting my partner to be happy in this kind of stuff, these swaps, this movement makes my partner happy. Maybe I'll do it another day. So notice the little things like if they say, if you say to them, why don't we park a block away and just stretch our legs before we go into the next store and they do it, say, thank you. This makes me feel so good to stretch my legs. Aren't you glad we went for a little bit of a walk? Just notice those little changes that they are willing to engage in and build on them, build on those successes. That's number three. Number four that I think is important is for you to share your why. So why do you want to be stronger and healthier and have quality of life and live longer? Do you want to play with the kids more? Do you want to have more energy at the end of the day? Do you want to get down on the floor with the grandkids and get back up? Do you want to not be left behind when everybody's going for a walk after supper and you can't keep up? What is the why that you're doing all of these healthy things? And when you share that why, also share, and I really wish or I would really love it if you would do these things with me. Not the nag, but just the why. I want us to someday, like, do the dream. How about if someday we go on a trip, an African safari? Let's dream big. But you're going to have to have some sort of physical capacity to enjoy some of these excursions. And if you're too unhealthy to enjoy it, that's a lot of money that you're miss, you're wasting to not actually get to be a participating in the full experience. So share the why of why you want to be living longer. Is there some genetics that you want to um, combat? We're all born with a genetic makeup and some of us feed the positives of our genetic makeup and some of us feed the negatives of our genetic makeup. So if high cholesterol and heart condition runs in your family and you don't do all very much in order to combat the genetic makeup and to reverse the, the predisposition, then it's almost like it's inevitable. It doesn't have to be and so if you say, listen, diabetes runs, runs in my family or breast cancer runs in my family. So I am going to do all the things I know that I can do to prevent diabetes and breast cancer. And that kind of sort of influence or mindset that, you know, I don't want, I don't want you to have a sick spouse. That's also, you know, sometimes just that little piece that the other person needs to think, yeah, well, and it runs in my family too. And I don't really want you to have to deal with me when I'm unable to, to walk or I'm using a cane before I'm 50 or something like that. So share your why. 
if the other person knows that this health thing is not just a fad because your friends at the office are doing it. It's not just a fad because, you know, you're watching too many TikToks and all the TikToks are about how to like use eggs in every single meal and change everything to cauliflower. And now you have to do that. It's not about the fads. Make sure that your spouse knows there's some really deep seated reasons why you want to live the best quality of life you can live. And the last one is number five. And this is when you've done all these other things and you're just not getting a lot of support. And you're kind of feeling like you're alone on this island and you're doing all these things and you are being thrown obstacles all the time. Things like, you know, your spouse wants to go on date night, but your spouse's idea of date night is drinks first, then out for dinner, then for a movie, must have the popcorn and the chocolate and a pop. And if you don't participate in all of those things, you obviously don't care enough about them because you're not properly engaging on the date. Those are the kinds of obstacles that I get from people when they're putting their check-in forms to me about, like, I want to be on the date. I'm doing all the things, but they just don't respect the fact that I am trying to be a healthier person and I don't want to eat and drink and do all of this unhealthy activity that makes me feel terrible and it but it's not a reflection on my desire to have quality time with them. So, number 5 is I want you to keep being awesome even when you have these obstacles. Keep talking about it. Keep trying. This is worth it. You are worth it. You are worth doing this alone if you have to. You are worth finding a tribe of people who are like-minded to spend some of your time with. Not all of your time. I'm not saying you need to change and completely stop hanging out with your spouse because the things they want to do are not things you want to do. But I'm saying that sometimes you just need to find your people so that you can be that strong, awesome person that you deserve to be. And that support will hopefully follow. It's happened more often than not. That when people start to make these changes and they kind of go rogue and on their own and start changing how they want to feed people or they're eating a separate meal, even though it's exhausting to make that other meal, they start to feel better. They start to look better. They start to have more confidence. And if you can create the environment where that it it feels safe and feels uh, like the right thing to do to join you on that journey, most people will. So stay awesome. Don't get discouraged if you are always feeling like you have to justify being healthy. You're not alone. There are people who are doing all the things that you are doing and getting support for it. So you just need to reach out and find that tribe of people who say, I love what you're making for supper. Even if you aren't making that supper for them, you need to just find the people who say, you know, I'll go for a walk with you in the evening and start putting that support network together, leaving that. That's number five. That's the last thing on the bottom of this list. So don't forget to lead by example and keep doing it. Don't forget to talk about how positive it makes you feel and how, you know, Make sure that it doesn't sound like it is a diet and you're deprived of anything. You want to talk about this in a positive way. Notice any of the little things that your spouse is doing. 
have a bigger why so that there is a reason behind all of this change that's happening. So it's not about you um, not appreciating or wanting to be with your spouse anymore. It's not about wanting major change in the relationship. It's wanting change in your health. So share that reason why. And then if all else fails, just keep doing it. Just keep being awesome, even though it feels like it gets to be a bit of a challenge. Those are the conversations I often hear or listen to or engage with when I have nutrition clients or counseling clients who are wanting to do this and they, they're reaching out and they're asking for help. And then when they get back into the thick of it, day after day after day, they are not supported. So I hope these five strategies help you to think about how to go about not nagging. No one wants to be told, you really need to get off the couch. You have got to stop eating so many burgers. And I think there's only, I think you should only be having three beer in a week or whatever it is, six beer in a week. Nobody wants to be told what to do. Nobody wants to be told what to do. So a different approach will probably be a more effective approach. And my suggestion is to lead by example. You don't get to be in a state where pointing fingers and telling somebody they should be doing something is actually going to be the biggest motivator in anybody's life. So um, today's podcast, I wish my spouse would dot, 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 you can fill in the blank. It really doesn't matter what the answer, what the, what the, you wish your spouse would do when it comes to health and nutrition, but going back and reviewing these five things and making sure that you are doing all of them and feeling amazing will be the most effective way for you to get somebody else to do something. All right. Have a great Monday, everybody. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review, and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listen to or want more information, reach out and send her a message at K2 Thriving Motherhood on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners and responds to each one personally. See you next time!